Monday, Monday, Monday. Happy Monday. Uh, we're back. It's Monday. Monday morning, Monday afternoon, Monday, Monday evening, whatever time, the time of the day you're watching this. Mm, Listening. It's Maybe it's not even Monday, but it's Monday for us. It's Monday for us. Happy Monday. It's Happy Monday. <laughs> we're back again. We hope you guys are starting your week off great. Hopefully with us. Yeah. Starting with us in the morning. Yeah. Today, we're going to get into some... Today we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get this sentence out of our mouth. I know. Today we're gonna talk about coming out of a relationship. Oh no! Oh, I need to stop with these moans. Yes, <laughs> I need I to stop. I don't know where it's coming from. They're getting a little testy. They are getting a little testy. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about coming out of relationships, what it's like, the coping mechanisms we go through, learning to love yourself again. When's it okay to see an ex, and when's it okay to date again? I feel like you and I are experts in this. We definitely are experts in this. <laughs> for now. For, yeah, I mean, like, for, first of all, we've we've been th- we've everyone's been through breakups, but yeah. you and I went through two very particularly interesting ones. Yeah, I've Some been defining... through a great breakup, and I've been through the worst breakup of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've went through. Yeah, I would say that too. Like a healthy breakup, and then like the worst breakup. Yeah, you know that breakup through. where they're like, "We're done," and you're like, "All right." Yeah. Two weeks later, you're like, "Let's go, life, living it." Two minutes later, it. I'm like, "Bye." Yeah. And then there's the one that's just the, the one that stings. Yeah, the one that's the stings. whirlpool. You can't get out of it. Yes. And when you try, you get sucked back in. Hopefully, not everyone has gone through them. I but know. if you have, you know what we're talking about. You know, it's funny with the cycle, like relationships. When I was coming out of high school, I saw a lot of my friends go through those mm-hmm. in high school. So I was like, I knew what what it was. I saw it all the time. And I made a promise to myself that I would never be in that situation. And I told myself I would never do that. Why would I do that? And then I became in one. And now I get it. And I'm like, still now, I'm like, I'm never going to do it again. Yeah, it's kind of like in those things when you watch like a reality show and you're like, why are they doing that? Don't do that. Do this instead. And then when you're actually in the reality show yourself, you realize that it's not that easy to make those decisions. It's not. It's easy when you're on the sidelines. Yeah. But when you're actually in it, no. Things but aren't when you that come, easy. When you come out of it, it's so much easier to not go back there. Yes. Yeah. I Once think you're a, fully I think it. a bad breakup, you you after a really, really, really fucking bad one, mm-hmm. you now know how to not go not do that ever again. Yeah, you know what's not what actually is not going to work with you for you yes. anymore. Yes. Yeah. So I guess we can start with like coming out of the relationships and the types of conditioning that happened to you in that relationship. Mm. It's like learning how to un- like unlearn the bad habits. Unlearn your bad habits. Yeah. yeah. Like especially the toxic habits that you might have learned coming out of a re- specific relationship. You know, some of them probably weren't awful. But I feel like when you are in a relationship so in-depthly with someone, you developed habits mm-hmm. that conform because of that person. Yep. Like for me, I developed certain types of laughing traits and joking styles that resembled the person I was with or the same lingo and vocabulary. That's always weird because even still to this day, there are some things that I say and there are things that were said by the person mm-hmm. I was with, either their family or their friends or even by them and their phrases and sayings that I still say to this day. Me too. Still say. Yeah. Like if you ever hear me say, oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 
that that wasn't me like, that was that was them yeah they would say that all the time and it stuck with me to the point that now i still say it have you heard me say oh for fuck's sakes oh yeah it's on this mug right now it is it's literally on this mug i like that is not me oh really yeah but i say it all the time and people think it's like a catchphrase i have and it wasn't you and it, no it wasn't me yeah, you you got it from someone i got it from, from someone but like i say it so frequently now because i love the saying yeah. it's just hilarious you just you just i just take things and make them better yeah that's it that's i make them better i know you said it but i'm gonna say it i take it out of the dirt and I make it a diamond yeah <laughs> take it out of the, that's the way to put it yeah but like i feel like once you're you're out of all of those bad habits and you start unconditioning everything that you were learn learning true because when you're in a relationship you're in like this comfortability cycle yeah. where you are basically like your life is revolved around that person mm -hmm. and once that person is out of the picture your life can, for some people is like in shambles because you're just like how do i eat how do i walk what do yeah. i do for some people they lose their family and friends because they've been isolated or they've yes. just not even they've been isolated but they've just made so much time for this one person rather than the other people in their life mm -hmm. that they really are starting from rock bottom they do really have to repair all those relationships and bridges that they burned yeah did you find that when you, so like, let's say your last relationship, did yeah. you think that like when you came out of it, were there things that you had to unlearn or like things that you had to like yeah. teach yourself to like change? Yeah, I definitely, I had to teach myself to change talking about people mm -hmm. because my ex was very good at talking bad about people in his life mm -hmm. um, to me, which in turn made me do the same thing um more often than i would have liked to and then also i would say abusing alcohol and drugs mm -hmm. like i almost like how you said you got into doing that that mm -hmm. was something i was i was probably drinking like way 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 more often than i probably would have if i wasn't dating this person and i've i've finally i after I got out of that relationship, I was pretty hurt anyways. Yeah. So the drinking kept going. But um, I finally kind of got a hold of that. And now it's not something that's in my life as frequently. Yeah, it's not something that's as, it's a problem. Yeah. Right? Interesting. Well, the, like, okay. Now, wait. What about mm. you? Wait, what? What about you? What did I have to unlearn? Yeah. The funny thing was is that I felt like my last my last relationship was very toxic in that it was very emotionally draining mm -hmm. personally where I had to when it ended so when it was when I was in the relationship I kind of got cut off from most of my friends and my yeah. friend group so I lost a lot of my friends mm -hmm. and I ended up becoming friends with his friends mm -hmm. and but at the end of the day they were kind of his friends and I was just friends with them because I was the boyfriend yeah and they weren't really people that I would go to personally for advice or for help mm. because I couldn't fully trust them. And when the relationship ended, he, my ex kind of gave them this weird ultimatum of like being, it was, it's him or it's me. Yeah. And they of course that. were like, Oh, I don't know. And I was like, go to him. Cause I, I'm over everyone at this point. Like, mm -hmm. I'm done. I don't need you. You're all toxic to me. Doesn't mean you're bad people, but in the moment you were a little toxic. And I found that I had to completely refine myself. Yeah. Because I was alone. 
which is the hardest part of leaving a relationship. That relationship was because I knew that once I got out of it, I was alone. Being okay with rebuilding you by yourself. Yes. Yeah. And that was a struggle. That was a very hard struggle. And also like regaining that confidence. Yeah. And I found that for myself, I regained that confidence by, A, I went right back to the gym. Mm-hmm. I started working out a lot. I went back to the same place that we're now working at together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my way of trying to like make new connections again because I lost them all, basically. Yeah. And it was weird because I I used to go to like clubs and like um, like gay bars kind mm-hmm. of thing. But I would go by myself. Because all, for one, I didn't have anyone to go with. Yeah. No one really wanted to go because everyone at work was like, I was new to them. And so they weren't going to come mm-hmm. with me to any gay club. And... Like, I remember I had one... I, it's <laughs> true. I know it's so funny, though, because you went by yourself, and then you ended up bringing, like, half everyone. the staff with you every oh, weekend everyone, that you eventually. went. Once I had established myself, yeah. I had brought everyone. But it's funny, because I would... I remember one time I was serving this guy, and he had told me that, you know, you're serving, and you're just like, oh, what are you doing for the rest of your night? Yeah. Like, I care. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> he so was like, oh, I'm doing a... I'm a drag performer and i'm doing a drag show tonight like yeah. you should come you know when people are like you should come and like, huh. yeah i actually was like okay and i actually pulled through and i showed up that night wow and it was this kind of underground drag show and i ended up going like every i think it was wednesday night for about a month where was this at i don't remember the name of the club it used to be the old um uh i don't oh i don't remember the name i don't they used to have a uh, backdoor events there it's called backdoor events okay think of the name backdoor (laughs) and um it was basically became this underground drag club and i would go every wednesday night Mm -hmm. and after the drag show i would do latin night that they had at 1181 yeah and i would do that and i would go to latin night by myself and i would go so frequently that i eventually started people would recognize me i know you were like that one time i went out with you and people were like oh my god he's here and then somebody took a video of you i was like who the fuck did i just walk in with fucking rupaul himself (laughs) i was like who the fuck are you it was like at our job you were dylan at this place you were fucking celebrity i was mother (laughs) yeah you were mother (laughs) no that's so funny because i would go out to the point where like people would recognize me and that they would like i became pretty close with the number of the drag performers because i was there showing them support and they would message me being like, hey, are you going to come out tonight? And like, this was my attempt of trying to rebuild myself yeah. and my social circle. Mind you, this is before COVID. But um, rebuild my social circle so that, you know, I could, I had a support system because I had lost my support system. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know what, this is, I was never like very much like a present in the gay community. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's called like a scene. So there's like scene gays and those are gay people that are like part of the clubs. Mm. They're always going out. And yeah. I was never really part of that. I kind of looked down on it. Yeah. But that was only because I was ignorant. Yeah. And then eventually when I like put myself out there, I was like, oh, these are all like really nice people and they actually give a shit. Hmm. And that helped me regain my confidence when I found that like if I'm authentically myself, yeah, people seem to be more drawn to me because I wasn't going to. I wasn't bullshitting. Yeah, that's actually that's something that ha- happened to me too. I was like, oh, I don't really have to because I'll say I have a lot of different friend groups. Anybody that knows me knows that I have very diverse types of friends. I have friends that I've known since I was in elementary. I have friends, you know, that I've met post high school, and then I have my group of friends from our restaurant mm-hmm. who I would say I see the most and yeah. like I very different personalities that I interact with. 
And I felt like sometimes I had to be like this chameleon where I kind of had to conform myself to like each group that mm-hmm. I was hanging out with. And that was part of, that was just because I had my work friends who I was very much a weirdo in being so comfortable with myself and who I was and what I had to offer. And then I had my friends from like high school who, you know, there's a certain reputation or certain type that they've already known for so long that I kind of had to be like that all the time. And it was easier to be like that because of who I was dating. Um, For like first and uh, last boyfriend, honestly, those both were very connected with my high school groups. Um, So it was just easier to be that type of person. Yeah. Um, Especially being like dating that one uh, guy. Um, So I got much better at being unapologetically myself. And I feel like a lot of people think that I am regardless. And that's definitely not. Like I just say I'm very unfiltered. So I just say shit that comes to my mind and people think that I'm, yeah, people just think, oh, she's unapologetically herself. She doesn't give a shit. But I'm like, oh no, I like, I will go into a room and I think everybody thinks I'm like, the ugliest or the most annoying or you know like it's but those are just my own insecurities yeah. but i'm i will try my hardest to suppress those as much as possible and i feel like that goes for anyone nobody walks into a room and is thinking like not one negative thing if you are amazing go you that's awesome like i yeah. wish i was you but i basically had like regaining that new confidence was being okay with who i was authentically and not conforming myself to who i was hanging out with yes because yeah. i, I th- think maybe it's the same in yours but during my relation my last relationship i felt that he was not okay with me being fully myself Mm -hmm. because i think he saw it as a threat yeah he did in my opinion his best to keep me in this box Mm -hmm. where i couldn't necessarily see my potential and like my mom brought it up and she was like you know when you were with him you your light kind of my light dimmed yeah those were her words. She's like, you dimmed and you were a different person. I know you knew me during that relationship and I yeah. know the me then versus the me now are two very fucking different people. Yeah. That person was scared and... Crippled. Crippled. Yeah. Yeah. Crippled. And uh, like leaving the relationship, I kind of had this more of this fuck you kind of attitude you where did. I was like, you know what? I'm. What if I'm just myself? Mm-hmm. 100% myself all the time and not give two shits. I didn't care that I was gay. I didn't care if I was loud or if I was over talkative or if I said what I wanted to say. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is who, this is who I am. You can take it or leave and I don't give two shits. Yeah. You, that was something that changed. You became like, you were always scared to be over talkative. Yeah. Because if you were over talkative, there was a 90% chance there was going to be a fight off one thing that you said. Oh yeah. Like one thing. It it didn't even have to be something that was like bad or weird. It was like, you could have said something good and it would have started a fight. Yep. Because he was so freaking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, that was something. Oh yeah. I used to filter myself all the time. Filter what I said. I didn't know how to talk to us, to my significant other at the time because I was worried that he was going to judge me. Or get angry at something I said, even if it had nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. Somehow, uh, something I would say would he would relate that to himself in some way, and then it would just be this projected insecurity, and then it would be a full blown argument or a fight, mm-hmm. and that was really tough to the point where I literally would just stop talking. Yeah, and you know me, I talk all the time. All I talk twenty four seven. Sometimes I hang up with my friends, and they're like. Can we get a word in? Yeah. <laughs> One time I hung out with a friend. She was just like, I'm sorry. It, it's been about 30 minutes. Did you want to hear about my life? I know we haven't talked for a few weeks. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. But um, 
the fact that that was like my best friends were also like that my sisters they all noticed that um when i was dating this specific person uh, i i shut down and yeah. i shut off and i remember there was this day where i hung out with two of my friends and they were like what happened you seem normal now mm-hmm. like you're back like you're back like this feels like regular Bea again and when they said that i was like oh my god was it that different it See, was it really night and day. That's why it's important. Listen to your friends. Yeah. Your friends know you the before and they know the after. And, mm-hmm. and me, even now, me as a friend, I watch out for my friends and who they're dating. Yeah. Way more than I ever did before. Because yeah. if I see that, I know people change when you start seeing someone, but you better change for the positive. Yeah. Don't change in this way where you're like crippled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you, you're, something about you has been stifled. Because I, I, I remember there were times that so like, my ex had some issues with his with his father. I won't get into the details mm-hmm. of it. But, like, there'd be times where he'd be at work. And I shit you not, almost every fucking day at around 11.30, a fight would happen. 11.30 in the morning, like, on, on the dot. Because yeah. he'd be on his lunch break. He would say how he texted his dad. His dad didn't respond back. And I would mention, not right after, but talk about how, like, oh, I have to go, like, pick up, go for lunch with my dad or something like that. Yeah. And he would say, oh... Your dad, uh, your dad, like wants to talk to you. Must, Must be, be nice. nice. <laughs> and he would essentially blame me for having a good relationship with my dad, and because he didn't. Yeah. And then it would turn into this fight of being like, "Well, you don't get it. You're blah blah blah." And it's like, my me having an okay family life is not your problem. No. And you don't, you can't project what your issues onto me, which is what he did. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that in turn stifled me because that made me like, okay, I should not talk about. I shouldn't talk about any having a good time with my mom. Yeah. I shouldn't talk about a good time I had with my friends because he's going to compare it to Anyways. his bad ex- experiences in life. Yeah. And it's like, dude, take your baggage, put it in the carousel and check it. <laughs> it's like, like, woe is me. Woe is me. Thing. Woe is me. But like, I mean, as many bad things or frustrating things I could say about, you know, my past exes. I mean, I'm sure everybody has one bad thing they could say about their exes. Oh, we just yeah, managed to have a bundle. Um, I... It took me a while to come to the terms that I also played a part in the relationship. That mm-hmm. was not always healthy. I was oh, not yeah. a saint. Like, yeah, keep that in mind. When you're yeah. in a toxic relationship, you're both being toxic. I say this. I say this a lot. Like, um, there's a point in the relationship when you are the victim, mm-hmm. and then there's a point that switches, and that's either when you stay yeah. or when you go. And I find that I was one of the ones that stayed. Same. And so it changed to the point where yes, I was being a victim, and then it was okay. I am now playing a part in this, and this is a two-way. This is a two-way street. Yeah, you're doing this, and I'm doing this, and we both know that it's not healthy. And I am aware, and you probably are aware too. But we don't give a fuck. We're just going to treat each other like crap, like shit. Yeah, and we're gonna have those good, good moments, but then the bad moments are gonna be like you know when you have a fight with your significant other, you shouldn't feel like you're going to break up at the end of that fight every single time. You should be able to have an argument with your person and yeah. not feel like it's the end of the world. Every fight I had, I felt like it was the end of the world. Same. It was the end of the relationship. Sometimes it was for a week or like three days. But uh, I mean, I would play dumb to my friends. You know, they point out all these things to me and I'd be like, oh my God, I had no idea. What are you talking about? I'd be You're like, I'm a victim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in love. Yeah. And then at the end of like the relationship, I was like, guys, I wasn't that stupid. I was like, I know what was happening. I was just too embarrassed to actually say that I knew what was going on and that yeah. I had a part. 
that I was playing in it as well. Oh yeah, like you, I, even I was aware. I yeah. knew that this was not. I've been in a relationship before him, and I knew yeah. that this was not. This wasn't how relationships normal. work no. or normal. But for some reason, you get stuck. Yeah, and I think that's why you should never blame people who are in these toxic sometimes abusive relationships mm -hmm. because until you're in one you don't really get how hard it is to leave yeah. it because that person will condition you to think that this is what you deserve mm -hmm. this is all you deserve and you're nothing's changing for you yeah like you need to there's a time and you need to know to walk away and if you're not walking away at that time that's yeah. your own decision that's your own choice you choose to hurt yourself and there's a level of you don't res i didn't respect myself enough Yes. I didn't respect myself enough to do what was right for me. And I didn't do respect myself enough to do what was right for him. Yes. So it, let, the, let, let the records hold <laughs> to my ex. I know that I was toxic too. Yeah. I wasn't all you. It was not all you. It was no. a lot of me too. And, but unfortunately, like at the end of the day, I feel like it, it definitely negatively affected me for a while. Yeah. He pushed me to do things which I never thought I would like. I got to places, dark places, where I never thought I would get to. Yeah. Like, never thought. And this is a PSA to my parents, if you're listening. There's a lot of shit that I might be saying right now, and you're going to maybe hearing it for the first time. But yeah, like, I... there. Yeah, like, uh, I don't even know if I want to get into it. No, but no. that's, like, essentially that is kind of what just happened. And I feel like once I kind of figured out um, my part in that, I wanted to be more assertive. And so I tried to be more assertive, but that's just not what ended up happening. You know, mm -hmm. you try and be more assertive when a toxic relationship, you're just going to get beat down like each and every time, you know, yeah, you're not winning. No, you're not winning. It's just going to be a circle over and over and over again. But after I got out of that, now I would say I'm more assertive with my feelings, my expectations, yes. how I feel, what I expect of others and like what I definitely can't tolerate. I will say to the person, listen, that is not, if you can't do this. It's not working. I, it's not going to work for me. And you don't have to change. But this yeah. is something that's my expectation. And that's just that. Yeah. If, if that's just you, that's you. But I'm not I'm not going to ride on that roller coaster again. Yeah. That roller coaster is final destination. And I'm not <laughs> dying. No. I'm not time. dying today. No. <laughs> no. And like setting boundaries with yeah. the person that you just got out of a relationship with. Difficult. Is, any, okay, I'm sure people listening have had the breakup and then... The makeup you know, they, the and then the breakup again. And the makeup and then they try to like slither on back. Yeah. No. And, uh, or Set like, that boundary, I think Brenda. we could just be friends. <laughs> Let's have a check-in. Like once Do a month. You, has that ever worked for you where you were became friends with an ex? No. I mean, okay, I'm civil with one of my exes. We're not yeah. friends, but like I could talk to him and have a civil conversation. It's fine. Like I would love to know how, his, how he's doing. I get really close with my significant others' families. That's something that just naturally happens mm -hmm. for me. So um, I like love knowing like my last ex, I got super close with his family. They were like my family. I love them like family and I think I will no matter what. And if, you know, if I wanted to hear anything, I would love to hear about their lives 24 seven. They're yeah. super special. Um, but that was also something that was loomed over me quite often is that he knew how much I cared about the family. Mm. So that was his in his in. It nah. was like, Oh, well, so-and-so is doing this and so-and-so is doing that. And, and so would you like to come by? Would you like to do this? And I'd be like, oh, I just can't say no because I actually just couldn't say no because I loved them so much and I yeah. did want to see them and I did want to check in on them because at one point I was probably closer with them than my own family. Really? Yeah. I was... And I honestly the same. I was hanging out with 
his family more than I was with my own family. Like yeah. there was weeks where I never saw my mom, mm-hmm. my dad, my brother, yeah. my dog. Yeah. And I felt so cut off that when I would go to see them, it was almost like I didn't even know them. No, yeah. And I, I kind of felt um like they they didn't really give a shit anyways. It was like I'm mm-hmm. going home and and I haven't seen you for weeks or I haven't seen you for days, so you guys probably don't care about me. And so I'm just going to walk in, grab my stuff, go into my room, like isolate, and then I'm going to leave. Yeah. And my it's funny because my mom said that in a couple of weeks ago. She was like, you know, there were times where I wanted to tell you that this wasn't healthy, but she said that she didn't because she was like, he's probably not going to listen to me. Yeah. And that hopefully I figure it out on my own. I mean, I wish she... I mean, it's true. If she had told me, I probably would have been like, no, you're lying. We're in love. Meh. But I mean, like... <laughs> I oh god hindsight's 2020 is it not no it is hindsight <laughs> 2020 the year, year of shit the eyes but yeah like not saying that he probably I don't think he was doing it on purpose mm-hmm. you know using that but I think he did know how much I cared so that was an easy way um but it was really hard cutting off that yeah. was really difficult because especially you know if you're trying to cut somebody off and they are constantly messaging you on different platforms maybe even creating an alias or two oh yeah you block them off several you block platforms them off several and they come up there's all of a sudden a new account yeah and it's just like so and so is trying to dm you and you're like who is mr kitty 604 underscore dot 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 how do they like, know about my life yeah it's like you blocked me off everything why <laughs> it's like i need you and you're just no. like and but like they keep trying you're like oh clearly i need a robot this much <laughs> Get me the Tylenol. Give me a shot. I need cortisone. <laughs> what is cortisone? I need like a, a muscle relaxer. <laughs> but um, yeah, cutting cutting off was very hard for me. It definitely took me more than three or four tries. Were you the one that was broken up with? No. You the one did the breakup. I was the one that did the breakup. Okay. Yeah, and that maybe I, that made it easier then for you because you were the one that made the call. Which... I almost kind of wish that it wasn't me. Because oh. I feel like it would have, I would have been okay with it if he did. Yeah. I mean, it gets to a point where you're just like, someone has to do it. I, this is the thing. I checked out before Same. I broke up. And so doing it was, I didn't want to do it, but I felt like I really had no choice mm-hmm. because it was diminishing me so much and it was breaking me. It yeah. wasn't doing anything. There was no good coming out of it anymore. How, when, like, how much longer did the relationship last after you had like essentially just like six months given up? That's when you had checked out six months before it had ended. Yeah. Like four, six months, six, yeah. maybe four months. Because like we, my relationship, we went on a six month trip mm-hmm. and I think I had checked out maybe a week or two prior mm-hmm. into that because there was this whole thing. So we're going on a trip, yeah, saving money, working, we're both working to save money and you know he had basically been telling me that he didn't have enough money yeah so i helped buy him a laptop i helped buy him shoes for work i helped pay for like food and things like this because he didn't have money and then a couple weeks before we went on this trip he tells me he's like oh i have a surprise for you and i was like what's that he's like well i've actually saved like six seven thousand dollars for the trip mind you i had only saved at that point around three thousand yeah because i was spending so much money to help him him because i didn't think he had money so now in my mind i'm thinking okay so we could have each had the same amount of money but because you wanted to be the breadwinner basically 
he had lied to me thinking that I would be okay with it. And I was not, I was so fucking angry. Yeah. I was like, dude, I, you now have double the amount of money I have. We're going into this trip. And now at one point I'm going to have to rely on you. And which I did yeah. because I had ran out of money. I think four months into the trip, I had no more money left and he was paying for me. Yeah. Yeah. So he was paying for me and I was like, this is stupid. And in our going away party a couple nights before we left, I blew up at him mm-hmm. and I got mad and it was ugly. And that was a stain. I remember after that fight, my parents were even like, are you still going to go on this trip? I'm like, Hey, I booked a fucking ticket to Spain mm-hmm. or Portugal. Sorry. I'm doing this trip. We'll get through it. Yeah. I mean, and that fight kept being brought up almost every day for the first two weeks of mm-hmm. the trip. But that's when you checked out. Oh, I was, I was out. Like yeah. there was like, I no. Like, did you know when you checked out or when, when you checked out, did you know that that's when you did or when you got out of it, you kind of realized around that time, that's when it happened. I think I realized when I got out of it because I was yeah. checked out, but I was still giving a shit about him. I still yeah. cared for him. I still wanted to make it work. Yeah. I still tried. Cause I was like, we're on a trip together. We can't kill each other. we got to keep each mm-hmm. other safe. When you're traveling to third world countries, like I went to Morocco and stuff yeah. like that you need to be taking care of each other because you're not in safe places and you're also relying on someone else to help you, right? Because yeah. this is a trip together. Mind you, we could have gone our separate ways and they're thinking back about it. I was like, yeah, there was a few times where I should have just done my own thing, mm-hmm. but I stuck through it because that's just I loyal to a fault. Yeah. Yeah. Before it ended, I didn't, when I, when I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, that's around the time I checked out. Mm-hmm. But when I was in it, I didn't think like I didn't think I was checked out. I could definitely notice that I was less emotionally invested because I wasn't getting as hurt about things that were happening yeah. as much as I was before. But I didn't I didn't know that I was checked out of it till I look back on it yeah. because I was still giving a shit. I still loved him. I still wanted to try. I was willing to break my back in order to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But when I look back, I'm like, yeah, that's why I wasn't crying all the time after it ended yeah i was like it was it needed to happen and so i was kind of coming out of it i got okay with being okay with the negative emotions that came out of that Mm -hmm. like um i hated crying when i was in that relationship because i did it so often Ah. and coming out of it crying became kind of more of a liberating thing Mm -hmm. i was doing it less and less which was a huge thing for me and then on I wasn't having anxiety attacks as much as I was. I haven't had one since, actually. I haven't had an anxiety attack since I got out of that relationship. Mm. And sometimes I will force myself to cry. Oh. I oh. love health. Like, there is healthy crying. Billie Eilish playing in the background. I will, yeah. No, I will literally, <laughs> if I really, really want to cry, I will go and look at videos of soldiers coming home from the war to their families. That really and hits you, doesn't it? It it hits me so hard in the gut. It was like somebody's just punched me in the heart and like their, you know, their kids are like coming up like daddy or like <laughs> or the dogs, the dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those ones just get me like four videos in tears streaming. And then I have eventually triggered a crying attack and I'm so happy about it. That's interesting. Yeah. I find that happy videos will make me cry more so than sad videos. Yeah. Cause and something about, people being happy i'm like is that what it's like (laughs) (laughs) is that me i've been through so much pain there's a lot of pain yeah but i think the important thing when you're leaving a relationship is disassociating and separating the memories and the good times from the person yeah because i think you 
quite often, I think when you end a relationship, you're all just like, oh my God, look at all the, oh, we went to the chocolate factory. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you all just, the bad moments seem to just disappear. Then disappear. You just focus on all the good stuff. Yeah, because it's true. And I mean, for the most part, like the bad times, unless they're huge fights, you forget about them. I mean, I still remember where they happen. I don't yeah. remember why they happen necessarily. Yeah. But also with my ex, like we traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and traveling are memories that stick with you for a decent while especially when you're reminded with them with your room and there's all these mementos that you got from all over the world yes and all your pictures and like for me every memory i had in regards to traveling he was involved with it Mm -hmm. so when we broke up i remember being like oh we went to vietnam and we did all we went into the rainforest in costa rica and it's just like all those memories were getting mixed up and i was becoming nostalgic yeah and I was thinking like I had missed him. Mm-hmm. But then when I really thought about it and I was like, actually, remember that time when we and that time and then that time. And then I realized I was like, OK, I need to separate the memories and cherish them because mm-hmm. it's important to not forget. Because, I mean, every person comes into your life. You learn a lesson. Yeah. And everyone's meant to come there for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. And whether it's good or bad, I mean, like he came into my life. It was not the best. It was no, not bad experience. Not, it was a bad listen. relationship. It yeah. was a bad relationship. It was toxic. Yeah. But I learned a lot from him. And, you know, at the end of the day, I wish him the best. And I just need to learn to, you know, take those memories, think about them in a positive way, but at Appreciate the same time, be them. like, throw it in the trash kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's, those were the good times. Those but memories are the not. Overall you. was shit. Yeah. That was something that was really hard for me because I didn't just have memories with him, I had memories with his family. Mm-hmm. like a lot so I associated the two very very much mm-hmm. and I, sometimes I look back on it and I'm, I look back on the memories that we have and some of them are literally just with his family oh. like it's not even him same yeah. yeah like he was like in a room isolated by himself and I was just with the family and that was like the great memory that I have from that time yeah. you know so then I'm just like oh I wonder I, like I'm just gonna I'm just going to go back. I'm just going to. But then I had to realize, you know, when you come out of a breakup, as hard as it is to disassociate yourself from the person, it's almost just as hard to disassociate yourself from the family. And that was something that was very, very hard for me to do Mm -hmm. um, was that, you know, you can't have everything. Yeah. You have to, you do have to let go. And that was hard for me. I think I had, I really leaned on my friends for support with that one. They did a really, really amazing job burning that into my brain and i really had to realize that okay this relationship is not going to be the same there i needed to create those boundaries and i needed you need a certain amount of time where you're not going to talk to that person yes you or interact i I think it's important when you break up to block that person yeah you need to come you can't be looking at their stories you can't be looking at their instagram and knowing what the hell they're doing with their life it's just Mm -hmm. gonna bother you it's gonna hurt i mean i tried not to and I did. I didn't. Oh, I did too. But yeah. I couldn't help it. I did block though for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Weeks, not months. I didn't need like that whole lengthy time. With my first, with my first ex, I blocked him for like over a year. Oh wow! Like I wasn't even that hurt. It was just like I just didn't want to see it and blah blah yeah. blah. I just out of sight, out of mind. Um, but with my last ex, I was like, okay, I'm gonna block him off all these platforms, restrict his seeing mute his thing you know like I'm, I'm not going to do the whole sh- I wanted to see what my self-control was going to be like 
That's what I said to myself. Mm -hmm. So I decided to not block him off anything. And I was just going to ignore. And he didn't block you either? He didn't block me either. Interesting. Yeah. But then it got to a point where he was not respecting those boundaries to the point where I did have to block him. Not because I wanted to or needed to, Mm -hmm. but because I actually needed to because he wasn't leaving me alone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not because it was going to hurt me looking at his stuff. It was because he wasn't leaving me alone. So I needed to create that boundary because he wasn't respecting what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, am I really surprised? Did you find that when you um, broke up, you went, you had like, let's say like positive or negative coping mechanisms? I drank a lot. Yeah. I drank a lot. I would say that was probably my worst one. I was just been a lot of binge drinking. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Blackout Bea really had her prime mm. <laughs> around this and time. And were you drinking to feel better, to forget? I think it was just, it was a good distraction. You yeah. know, I was drinking, I wasn't drinking alone, but I was drinking with people around me. I was constantly around people. I wasn't alone. I mean, I personally, when I tell people what, when they're getting out of breakups and what I know about myself is being alone for me really isn't an option. Mm. I have to surround myself with people. I don't have to, like now I wouldn't say I'm going to surround myself with people and binge drink like I did last time, but I would just say that was a habit that I was also trying to get out of because that was what I was doing so much in my relationship. Um, So it was just an easy, it was an easy thing to do, but I definitely had to, um, that was my worst one, I would say. And then here and again, I check in like, every few weeks to see how he was doing that was a bad habit i wouldn't go any farther than hey hope you're good uh blah 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 Mm -hmm. uh but those were my two bad habits was making the connection Mm -hmm. and then also binge drinking but i know you said that you had were like you had a lot of bad habits dark places (laughs) that was the thing was like because when i broke up i didn't have a support system i had my parents but like i didn't really want to dive too deeply into how i think bad the emotional trauma was and Mm -hmm. i feel like i didn't really come to terms with it until like probably like a year after the breakup where i oh so it took a while for it took a while for me to not just the not like the coping mechanism it took me a while to like fully understand how much trauma i think he had put me through because i didn't want to admit it i was like i'm a strong person i could do this and i was definitely hiding behind that confidence that i had regained yeah because i do think that coming out of it i really i you know i pushed myself into social situations where i was alone Mm -hmm. and not a lot of people like going out alone and trust me it is not easy to go out by yourself when you're going to a club or a show and you are alone it's that is no ballsy it's it's it's, i thought it was ballsy just because i was like you know i'm sitting by myself and just hoping that someone will come up and talk to me or mm-hmm. go, or me going up to talk to someone. Yeah. The great thing about like the gay community, I think is people are very willing to talk yeah. and come up to you and approach you for a variety of reasons, whether it's because they think you're cute or whatever. But like once you set the boundary and be like, I'm not into you, but let's be friends. You can, you know, make connections off of that. Yeah. And I found that luckily in the beginning, because I didn't have a support system, I didn't fall too deeply into negative coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. It was only until I found a friend group that I had fallen into these bad things. And like my ex, he introduced me to drugs. Yeah. He, I never touched anything Mm -hmm. before I met him. 
And I remember bringing that up to him being like, you know, you introduced me to drugs. And he was like, that makes me feel bad. I'm like, well, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, of course, I have my decisions. You could, I could have said no. Yeah. But I mean, like when you're with someone and they're doing stuff and you're just kind of like you, you want to be on their level. Mm-hmm. So you try shit. And it, it led me to a, a place where in the relationship, I was having coping mechanisms to deal with what I was going through. Yeah. I was like the PTSD. Yeah, so I find like my <laughs> most worst me- coping mechanisms was happening while I was in the relationship. Yeah, I would say that I definitely at po- at times was abusing certain drugs. Yeah, where I was noticing physical changes in my body, where mm-hmm. I was losing weight because I was doing too much of a cer- of certain things. Yeah, and you know, leaving that relationship, I noticed that you know I would be going out and sometimes I would do drugs because. In my mind, I was saying it's because I'm having fun. Yeah. But I think I was, I know I was now I was doing it because I was sad. Yeah. Deep down, I was still so hurt. And at the same time, I was hurt that I had been given this as an option. Because mm-hmm. if I had not met him and I was sad, I would never be drugs would never be even an option yeah. to me. It would alcohol would be an option. But mm-hmm. now I was like, oh, drugs are a way to get out and feel fun and feel happy and, you know, ignore the problem. In reality, it. No, it's a cycle. It's yeah. a, such a dirty cycle. And I I think I at one point I had said to you, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, you did. You I, I was like, really you know what? It. I'm over it. And I that was the moment where it clicked and I was like, Yeah, I'm clearly abusing these things because A, I'm trying to maybe find a thought or reach this aha yeah. kind of moment. But yeah, like I I mean, luckily I like I know there's different people, some people go to like I think sex, drugs, and alcohol are common coping mechanisms. Yeah. Like people will start hooking up with other people. That's not really my thing. No. And like making out with people, one thing, but actually going the whole way and hooking up, not my thing. Yeah. I'm not no, I'm not risking getting diseases or. Also, at the same time, like it's not changing anything. I don't feel any better. Yeah, you're just like if you're anything, you're just gonna leave the situation feeling a little bit worse. Yes. Yeah. So, like, if you're already at a low, what, why are you gonna do those good? that those things to make you feel even lower yeah and eventually it got to a point where i was like why don't i just because i really like working out mm-hmm. and, and going to the gym was actually quite therapeutic for me because it was a healthy way to let out this energy that i had and yeah. also de-stress myself and at the same time when you're seeing physical changes in your body because mm-hmm. i know that when i was with him you get motivated before i met him i was like 175 180 mm-hmm. in like muscle weight because i had worked out a lot yeah and when i met him and then through all the drugs and all the other shit that i went through and not working out because he didn't want me to work out yeah because he thought that if i worked out that meant that i was trying to get it meant i was trying to get big and like muscular so i can meet other guys and i was like no i'm doing it for myself yeah like don't don't flip the switch and try to like manipulate what i'm doing Mm -hmm. but once i got out of that relationship i was like definitely like 155 damn i had lost so much weight and once i realized that going to the gym was just made me feel better in a healthier way Mm -hmm. mind you i still partied but like i found a different avenue to cope with the struggle and it was funny because when i ran into him months and months later after we'd broken up he even noticed he was like you look you he's like he was like you got bigger i'm like yeah i did yeah see this glow up look at me now look at me now yeah i was like that i he was still the same size i felt very (laughs) he was still the same size (laughs) psa um I got into like some really fun habits after mm-hmm. I got into a lot of self love and knowing myself. Mm-hmm. So like I got, I'm not an artist, but I got, no, you're not. Whole, no, <laughs> I'm I am looking not at your artist. painting right now. It's disgusting. It's going to be the <laughs> like, cover of the next episode. But I'm so episode. proud of it. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, look, it's a ghost in a wall and like a Nike check mark. And like, 
a star of David and a yeah. Black Lives Matter sign. Or <laughs> like just like so random. It's a smiley face with a crown. Yeah, it's just so random. But um, I bought like a whole painting set, a bunch of canvases. I like had so many painting nights with myself where I was just, and I got super into finding new music because I was, ne- when I was dating this guy, I never looked at new music because he was so adamant on listening to like this hard rap trap music all the time. That was like, mm. it was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad. I just like, want to kill myself oh, I like, like fuck this music? bitch yeah like you know like the no. sad shit or like oh fuck this bitch fuck this bitch like yeah. i'm doing i'm i'm gonna do the lean the zans the drugs and then i'm gonna yeah. like fuck all these bitches so i was like okay great this really resembles my lifestyle and <laughs> i was like positive thinking yeah so i was like oh gosh sometimes listening to that music all the time kind of gave me anxiety i was like okay i like it once in a while if i'm trying to turn up or if i'm trying to like be in a type of mood sure I'm trying to go to the gym whatever yeah but for the most part i'm like a hardcore r&b girl like i like my r&b i like my alternative music sometimes like my singer songwriters that come into life I like my dance music. It's really fun. But um, but so I got super into making playlists, super into finding all these new artists. I started getting really into like tarot cards. Oh, yeah. And like the Witchcraft. Zodiac. I got all these crystals. Like it was a whole thing. And then the painting was super fun. I started going on more walks, which was really great. And like just getting outside. So I got a little bit closer with my dog because I suppressed her for a long time. So mm-hmm. I just like all these little things. So those are like all the healthy habits that kind of came into my life. My sleep schedule was so much better. I was waking up at 730 in the morning and not 12 o'clock in the afternoon anymore. And I'm a morning person. I really like waking yeah, up in the morning. Are. Yeah, you I are. love like waking up early, having my coffee, having my morning and then starting the day. Um, and that wasn't a thing for me before. Like it was, or at least it was still a thing for me now. I just wasn't making a priority for myself because mm-hmm. he was the priority first before myself. Which is great because I think when you leave a relationship that's so toxic, you need to learn to love yourself again. Yeah. Because that was the one thing that I knew that that's why that relationship didn't work because I don't think he truly loved himself. Mm-hmm. And no. I definitely didn't. And it projected onto yourself. Onto myself yeah. and onto the relationship. And mm-hmm. then it... it when I left it, that was one of the positive things that I really was proud of myself was that yeah. I learned to love and appreciate myself for who I am. Yeah. And to like what I said before, unapologetically being mm-hmm. like, you know what? This is your personality. This is your, if your personality is like this, fucking go for it yeah. and just be you. And at the end of the day, like if like I said, people like it, they're great. Then they could join you on your life. And if they don't, they can get fucking lost. Yeah. It's just not meant to be. No. And the like, other, you have to love yourself in order for you, in order for anything to work, any relationship, friendship, you have to love yourself. Yeah. And like, I mean, this wouldn't, this, what we're doing right now would not have happened. Had it not been for them. I'd not been for them. Honestly, I honestly the like, potentially like this. You was, own forty nine percent of this company. <laughs> forty nine. We still own the, sh- the big yeah, share. We own yeah. the main part of it. <laughs> Thank you, but um, it's gonna be like an Adele moment where the ex sues the Dell for like if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have had all this material. <laughs> we need the rights. Yeah, we deserve it. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're still with your tendencies, but um, I guess like I kind of also want to talk about when it's okay to see them again after your breakup. Because I feel like it's it's very different for different people. Different for the relationship. Like, um, if you're... I don't know. I personally, I think there's like a six-month period. I think yeah. it has to be a minimum of six months. Yeah. Before you get back into that and it's like, 
the scaries aren't happening as often. Yeah, know? it definitely... And by scaries, it, I mean reverting back to those old habits. Yeah, because it definitely depends on how your relationship ended and how you should move forward into that relationship. Like, yeah. Should, like, if it ended negatively, I don't think you should hang out with them for a while. No. Until yeah. you have disassociated yourself from them. Mm-hmm. Like, when was the first time, how long was it till you saw them after your breakup? Um, Mine was probably, I want to say two months damn wait yeah two months and and it's been a while it's been a while now now was it like a agreed upon meeting or did you happen to just see them um okay well it was it was an agreed upon meeting yeah it was very spontaneous but it was agreed an agreed upon meeting it was very brief and it was just kind of like was a it like an up? exchange of goods? Oh no, no, <laughs> was no, like, it wasn't an exchange of I don't know, goods. Like what give me back like, my shirt, <laughs> like a port system. Yeah, like, like just like dropping off. The here's your goods. old shirt. I want my overalls back. No, no, yeah, I had that before. Like, and then the exchange of goods was never a good meetup because there was always tears. Yeah, like always, and I remember. <laughs> he Little was lip. like in shambles and i just had to turn around and walk away Ugh. and i could like hear him and i just Crying? had to like yeah and i just had to like go into uh. my house and be like gotta go gotta now go yeah like i can't your security blanket this time <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's definitely been like a long time since i've seen this person interesting and my other ex i would say it was like eight months before i saw him again yeah because the ex before the one, the main one that we're talking about, mm-hmm. I haven't seen him since. Yeah. But then again, he lives out like in Abbotsford and it wasn't like I was avoiding him. It's just like geographically, we're probably not going to come into contact with each other. Yeah. My most recent ex, we broke up at like the end of summer. And mm-hmm. I think the first time I saw him was in November. And interestingly enough, so when we had broken up within a couple weeks, I think he had started dating someone else. Yeah. And I mean, that stung for me because I was like, wow, that was fast. But I mean, mind you, eh, the way we broke up was a little messy. And like, you know, there was accusations of cheating and whatnot being thrown around. But at that point, I was like, you know what? Who the fuck even cares at this point? Mm. But I ran into him inadvertently at the nightclub. Mm, Classic. Classic. And this is, I mean, I had been going to Junction for a while, like for Almost frequently, I would say. Yeah. Quite frequently. It became like an outlet. Just place dance, have fun, you know, do some things. Yeah. <laughs> and I, he knew this. He was well aware of this. Mm-hmm. And he, I saw on like a post from like a mutual friend that they were in this car and I was like, they were drinking and they were going downtown. And I remember, because that night we were going to go to the club and I had told my best friend, I was like, hey, I think my ex is going to be here tonight. And I was already, I think, 30 minutes ahead of her because she was still at work. Yeah. And I had got in there early. And I was like, you need to get here now. Yeah. And I remember I got in within two minutes of me walking inside. I saw my ex's current new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <gasps> great. Great. And his whole crew was there in the club. Fuck. And I was thinking, and I was by myself. He had backup. Oh, yeah. he had backup. And I know that they had saw me and within a couple minutes they were telling him that, hey, Dylan's in the club right now. That's so stressful. The biggest flex though is that I had been going to this club for a while. So you knew people And this is you. a sm- gay community in Vancouver is not very big. So yeah. I mean, the people that go to Junction, 
same people for the most part. You get yeah. those odd like new people. You're like <laughs> fresh meat. Fresh meat. <laughs> but like for the most part. Was that a hyena? Yeah. No. In there it was like fucking you were like zebras in a lion's den. Oh my if god. If you were new. So me going in there alone, I wasn't really alone because I knew so many people. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because when I saw him, I thought this was going to be hard for me to mm-hmm. see my ex for the first time with someone new. Yeah. But I was not phased whatsoever. Good. And the funny thing was, is that everyone in the club, for the most part, knew me. Yeah. So when I'd be walking around, and I actually purposely, I knew where he was, like, in position in the club. Yeah. I went in that direction <laughs> almost to start shit. And all of his friends who were all new friends of his all knew me, and they were all coming up to me and being like, oh, my God, hi, and giving me hugs. And he was just kind of standing there awkwardly, didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And eventually, at one point, we were at the bar, and, like, his his boyfriend came up to me and was like oh hey and i was like hi yeah and he had yelled at my ex being like hey aren't you gonna say hi to dylan <laughs> i'm thinking like no like i don't want to know like, yeah. that is not part that's of that's so weird he was the one that initiated us to say hello to each other that's and he so comes weird. up to me and he says to me he's like you're high i know you're high right now ew yeah and he was like I, he was like that's kind of disgusting you shouldn't be like that and i'm thinking first of all we're not together. Second of all, you're high. <laughs> Third of all, <laughs> what right do you what, have? What right do you have to tell me what I can and can't do? Yeah, your boyfriend's right here. Why yeah, your you boyfriend's right here. Go deal with him. Micromanaging my life. Exactly. What, what, Get what, fucked. I'm, what? Is Am this... I... <laughs> are we going to kiss right now? I was like, no. Like, no, 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 no. Is this love? No. And it's funny because, you know what? I think that night he really tried to, like make not like a move but like try and make me feel intimidated yeah and i wasn't phased whatsoever mm. because i was just like i'm having fun this is my club if anything yeah these are my people like, you're my house <laughs> you're my house <laughs> <laughs> so you want to play let's play welcome to hell yeah and i mean I, I i i had agreed to meet him one time that was not fun yeah not fun in the sense that like i had an okay time but it was just so awkward it was did you come out of it emotionally drained? I did because it felt weird. Yeah. Cuz it's like when you have a re- past relationship with someone, it's like what do you even do? And then you're hanging out with them but not as partners. Yeah. What do you do? What do you talk about now? Not only that, but like you, you it's awkward because it's like I don't want to hug you really. Yeah. Cuz it hurts. It kind of stings to be yeah. like, "Hi, hug." Yeah. And also there's a level of fakeness cuz it's like I I'm kind of interested in your life but i don't want to give you the impression that i want to be with you again also i feel like um you don't really want to tell them what's going on in your life yes because they lost that privilege yes and they lost like the opportunity to know what's going on with you and you don't really want to give them that power Mm -hmm. and oddly enough he kept popping back in my life because every relationship that he had since we had broken up didn't work or was bad or they were they were the ones that were emotionally abusive to him because there was a funny moment he messaged me one time and was like you know like so and so his his boyfriend at the time was like being really mean to him and he was like was this how i was to you because if this is how i was to you i'm so sorry and i was like yeah it's a little like seven eight months a little too late for yeah to realize that it's unfortunate that you had to go through it to realize what you were doing to me the yeah. entire time. The fact that your ex actually was dating people so fast after. Mm-hmm. But like he was kind of like going through a cycle. Like He was. was. Like he would go through one. Every three months it was like a new there person. There was a new person. And I should, you know, I know of at least three or four of them. 
that he had been with because my mom was still paying attention and my mom would yeah. be like, oh, guess what so-and-so is happening. And honestly, it didn't phase me yeah. because they weren't going to work because he wasn't focusing on himself. Yeah. He was never, he was always seeking out someone to show him love that he couldn't show himself, mm-hmm. which is a, something that we all have to be aware of. You need to love yourself yeah, before first. you can get into another relationship. Otherwise, they're not going to work. Yeah. And I'm glad that like I up until now, I mean, I, I didn't really try to mm-hmm. be in relationships. It just, it was too painful for me. And also, I, I knew I wasn't ready. Yeah. I know, like, now I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into I'm, it. <laughs> I'm ready. Like, yeah. let's do it. But I don't know. That's what, I mean, that's a good transition into, like, when do you, when is it okay to date again? I mean, there's no necessary time limit. It's not like it must be five yeah. weeks. I feel like, like, a lot of people think that when you're coming out of a relationship, you need, like, you need so much time to work on yourself, but it's really subjective. Like yeah. it depends who you are, what you went through, what your thought process is. Like for me, I really thought that I needed like cut, like whenever I looked at long-term relationships, I was like, how dare they be in something new so fast? Like how could you, yeah. you know, like I would actually kind of look down on people who are in stuff so fast, but you don't know what's going on behind the curtains. You don't know yeah. when they checked out how long that had like that one relationship they were in was tarnished for. Mm -hmm. Um, You also don't know like what kind of mindset they were in. Maybe they are in such a healthy mindset and they are so okay with themselves and who they are. And you know, they know all the red flags that they need to work on. Mm -hmm. They know all the things that, um, that are great about themselves. Like they're confident in that way. So meeting somebody and like being able to be open with a person so soon Mm -hmm. can almost, I don't know. It can almost be beneficial for them. I like I don't know when I think about it it really doesn't matter like you're you'll know when you're ready yes you will know you will own and nobody can tell you you'll know when you're ready to come out of something and you'll know when you're ready to come into something yeah and I can't really explain that any deeper no it is something that I remember my one of my friends said to me you know you'll you'll leave when you know it's time mm-hmm. and I was like okay what the fuck does that mean that's easier said than done (laughs) yeah i was just like easier said than done bitch and um but she was in a predicament like me Mm -hmm. and i was like okay well that doesn't really help me but then when it happened i remembered what she said to me and i was like wow she was right i was like i left when it was when it was time yeah and i feel like i was when i got out of it i need a little bit of time to process but i was ready to go back into it sooner than i thought yeah. That really shocked me. And I had major guilt because of that. Mm. Guilt hit me like a freaking truck. So I was hesitating because of the guilt that I felt. But then I was like, I was being so angry at myself for feeling so guilty when this was something that I was ready for. Mm-hmm. And this was something that I think that I deserved after everything that I had felt and gone through and, and been through emotionally, um, psychologically, uh, so it was like, no, bae. Keep, you go, girl. Like, you yeah. got this. You wouldn't... Take the first step. Exactly. You need to... When you feel like you're ready, I think you know you're ready. And I, th- I think it's also important that sometimes there are rebounds. People do it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, for me, I, I personally think that, like, when he broke... When he started seeing someone quite quickly after we had broken up, mm-hmm. I feel like this is a rebound written yeah. all over it. Like, it just... 
it stinks of a fucking basketball mm-hmm. rebound. I'm like, whoo, <laughs> And I think it was. I yeah. mean, it ended pretty quickly. It didn't last very long. But yeah. that's because, like, you you can't – you when you know you're ready, you're, you know you're ready. Yeah. And you can't – you have to be aware of, like, who you're getting involved with. Mm-hmm. Are you doing it because, you know, this is the person? Or are you doing it because you're trying to get over someone? Yeah. But also, like, if you were – if I was to meet someone and they were like, I just got out of a four year relationship. And mm-hmm. I'm like, when? Like yesterday. And I'd be like, well, <laughs> maybe you maybe, shouldn't be going on that. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe we that shouldn't date. be. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe you and I might not work out yeah. right now because, I mean, for me, I would be more self aware of that and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. smells like a rebound. I, I mean, I didn't date anyone for a while. I definitely tried with people. Yeah. But like, you were open to it. I was open to it. But at the same time, I was like, I had my expectations so high. Where I was like, if you're not meeting them and I'm not feeling how I should be feeling, yeah, then I'm not wasting my fucking time. Yeah, no. I also think it's pretty um, selfish to put somebody in that predicament. Mm-hmm. You know, when you know that you're not actually really ready to be emotionally invested in another person. Because ultimately, I think when you're ready to date someone, that means you're willing to put your time and your effort and your emotions and your plans um in consideration with this person mm-hmm. and so i think that's like it i feel like more often than not it's supposed to be like a mutual feeling back and forth you know i'm sure you're not just like deciding to be boyfriend and girlfriend with somebody because yeah. like i'm damaged goods yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm just like you're, you're obviously willing to put in a little bit extra rather than you know just being fuck buddies or yeah so so on um so i think I, I personally know a lot of people that will get out of a relationship and still be hung up on that person and then get into something and like way too soon. And, and they're still thinking about that past. Still thinking. Sometimes still hooking up with that past and oh, then also no. treating the person that they're with like shit. And it's like, that is so selfish. Why? First off, you clearly are so insecure with your own self that you can't be, you can't, you, you need something to, someone to boost your ego. Yeah. You can't be alone. And then you're selfish enough to not give a shit about the person whose feelings that you've entrapped in your own and you're still also hurting the person from your past i was like yeah. there there are like these certain levels to it that i kind of think about i just think it's a very selfish thing i mean maybe you're communicating about it and everybody all the parties know like mm-hmm. hey listen girl um i got you but i got her on the side i'm yeah. like okay sure but that's so selfish of a person to do. Yeah, it totally. If you can't handle it, be by yourself. Yeah, and a, being by yourself might be hard. If you can't, it will be hard. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's something that I feel like everyone needs to have that space. And being by yourself doesn't mean you're sitting in your room alone and no. just like crying and watching Netflix. No. Like you could be with your friends, be with your family, surround yourself with people, find meet yourself people. again. And like, if you can't be by yourself at all in general, at all, see a therapist. That's my own opinion. Talk to us. <laughs> yeah, but we're not therapists. No, we're not. <laughs> we I think that. it's important that you have to understand your own faults. Yeah. And you have to understand your own flaws and embrace them. Yeah. And learn to, you know, deal with them in a healthy way so that you're not necessarily bringing all this baggage with you to another relationship i get everyone's got baggage everyone's got problems and pain Mm -hmm. but you need to be able to have dealt with it healthy yeah in a healthy manner and not trying to hope that someone else is going to fix it for you yeah and also don't expect that it's going to be easy no don't expect that it's going to be easier don't expect that it's going to happen in five days 
No, it's going to be fucking hard. And sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes years. Yeah, literally. Sometimes it takes It could take years. a long fucking time. And you might not be able to do it by yourself. I, no. I certainly couldn't. If I didn't have I the amount of support that I had, like between you and so many other friends that I had that I was bouncing my thoughts and emotions off of, that I was calling in the times of need, that I was calling to say, oh my gosh, I feel like I need to text this person. They're like, no, you don't need to. You just mm -hmm. feel like you have to, but this isn't something you... Like, I feel like a lot of people think that they don't want to be a burden to others, so they're not yes. going to reach out to the people that they know can help them. And I mean, go, this kind of goes back to isolating and like not sure about reaching out to certain people because you cut those things off. I will say there were certain relationships that really... Um, they were not being kept up. They were very much um, isolated. I, I wasn't talking to certain friends. But when it did end and I did come back, those people were still there for me. Yeah. And I was very, very lucky and I didn't think that was going to happen. But when I needed them, they were there. And I feel like a lot of people don't are scared to not take that step. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Because I think you, because I think you, the person, realizes you were stupid. Yeah. And you're thinking that they're all thinking you're stupid. But yeah. I think for the most part, your friends are probably just happy that you're fucking out of it. Exactly. And they're like, like, you're back. You're free. Yeah. And I don't like at the end of the day, you're, if they're your real friends, they just want what's best for you. Exactly. Like I think about it as myself as a friend. I'm like, okay, she's clearly trapped. I've said all I need to say. But if she needs me, I'll be here. Or if yeah. he needs me, I'll be here. You yeah. know, like no matter what. Yeah, I'm not so, going to hold your hand. You no. you have to figure it out on your own, but I'll be there at the end of the tunnel being like, you did it, you made it, you yeah. finally cut it. I'll cheer you on until you get past that line. Yeah. Yeah, if you need me, call me. Call me and beat me if you want to reach me. <laughs> if you want to page me, it's okay. Ooh, what? we asked this question. Remember, we asked this question, a poll question. Oh, yeah. We asked this poll question. So... Because we wanted to find out what other people wanted, what other people thought about it. And now we asked the poll question. What was it? We asked, have you gone through a bad breakup? Did you find yourself making poor choices as a result of that breakup? The animation. I know, right? A lot of animation. <laughs> well, the question we asked was, what is your advice to someone going through a bad breakup? Yeah. Now, I mean, we just went through some, I mean, our own takes of advice about what you should do when you're going through a bad breakup. Yeah. And how to how we specifically dealt with it. I mean, I want to see what other people said. Me too. This was, I think, the first um, the first poll that we made, the first question that we did. Yes. On our page. Yes. And a lot of people gave a lot of really great insights and content. Shall I start? Yeah, start it. Okay. So the first person said, um, again, reminder of the question is just, what is your advice to someone going through one, mm -hmm. going through a bad breakup? We had someone say, forgive yourself and do every little thing that is, wait, what? What English is this? Forgive yourself and do every little thing to make yourself happy again. Discipline is key. Yes. Forgive yourself. Yeah. You made a mistake. Now move forward. Yeah. Push forward. Don't dwell. Do everything that makes you happy. Do those things that maybe that person didn't let you do. Yeah. I agree. And keep going. 100%. The other one, there's one that says, avoid rash decisions that you'll regret later. Allow yourself to feel and deal with the emotions. I wish I had that advice. Yeah, I wish I didn't. I wish I had that advice. Actually, no, I don't wish I had it. I did. I had that in my head already. True. Yeah. I like for me, I, I knew that having rational decisions, I would. That was something I said to my friends. I'd be like, if you go on this Tinder date and you decide to fuck this guy a week after you just were crying for a week, 
you are going to feel worse about yourself. Yeah. I was like, it's going to feel good in the moment, but you're going to call me crying when you get home the next day about how it didn't make you feel better. Yeah. And it's so, the same thing. It's like you going out and doing all those drugs and getting all drunk. Did you really think that in that drunken high state that you'd be happy? Yeah. Especially nope. the next day on the come down day. Nope. You think you're going to feel Every, any better? Not only that, but even in the high moment. Yeah. I think everything just come, gets blasted and you're just like, everything is HD and I remember everything. <laughs> it was like, 3d movie yeah literally it's the next one don't feel like a burden reaching out to friends take time to reflect and work on yourself yeah. wow something just you saying. literally just said yeah don't feel like a burden too no. many people feel like that i don't know what no next no one. we're not reading that one no <laughs> <laughs> uh, that person's okay. just chaos yeah okay we'll go to the next one All right. go ahead man you could read it act out of prevent don't okay, okay. so this person <laughs> wrote it but miss like she misread she misread the question yeah I but think. basically what she said don't act out of revenge she she wishes that she didn't act out of revenge and that she uh would have thought no i think no. she was saying don't act out of revenge rather than thinking about what i truly need to feel better so i go. think she was saying is that she acted out in revenge yeah instead of actually thinking about what she should have been doing which is focusing on herself mm-hmm. which is almost correlated to don't make rash decisions yeah because they i think sometimes when someone hurts it. you sometimes you want to hurt them back. Yeah, because you're so hurt. That's what people... Hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hurt <laughs> yeah. people hurt people. <laughs> That's so, a bumper sticker. Hurt people hurt people. <laughs> hurt people hurt people. I'm going to copyright that right now. <laughs> no, but it's true. You you if People want to lash out. They get angry. Yeah. Ooh. Next one. Slow down and focus on yourself. Find a hobby. Start towards a goal. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's really... That's really important. Make you the best you. And that almost is in itself its its own form of revenge. Yeah. Take baby steps. Yeah, because if you're better and they see you, not that you're trying to prove anything to them. Yeah. But think about, think about their look on their face when they see you and you're, you've, you're better than you were when you're with them. You're thriving. That hurts. That's revenge. Do it to your, like, do it for yourself. Like a hundred percent. I've, that's something I'm, I'm starting to kind of try and work into my own life is that I am only in competition with myself. So I just want yes. to be better than what I was like last week. Yes, that's good. Oh, Next that's good. one. What does it say? Um, take care of your physical body and your mental health. Get outside, go to the gym, reach out to friends, talk. Yeah. Bang, bang, boom, Bong. money. <laughs> I was like, hit all the spots. Yeah. Um, next one. You just got to stay busy, stay distracted, keep your mind occupied. I think that's so important because mm-hmm. nothing is worse than when you're sitting alone, you are not doing anything and yeah. all your mind will do is race. Yeah. And also wander straight to that person and then you get bored enough that you might, there's a tendency. I might just send that text. You might send that text. You might you send up. that meme. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The meme. Just like, to get the attention, you know? Yeah. Don't. It's just, it's not, it's not bad to be distracted and keep busy. No. Do it. Do it till you feel better. Stay distracted in a positive way. Yeah. Next one. Allowing yourself to go through it, knowing that there is a lesson to learn in that suffering. Ugh. There's always. How fuck. What was that? that? <laughs> There's always a lesson to learn. Yes. Good I or think, bad. Yeah, I think some of the best lessons sometimes come out of suffering. They a hundred percent do. Because now you've learned, you've experienced a trauma and now you're essentially your brain will do everything it can to not let you go through that again. Yeah. I think after everyone, after going through something traumatic, you're like, yeah, 
It's like surviving a plane crash. I'm not flying again. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not happening. I need to I need to take a step back. I need to take a from boat. That. From that yeah. <laughs> Change it. Make a new course. Staying in North America. Yeah. Focus on yourself and being happy alone. Yes. Yes. Be happy alone. Yeah. You if you can enjoy your own company, I mean, no one is gonna make you enjoy any company though. I will say I have the best dance parties by myself. I love being alone. I the the concerts that I have been to mm-hmm. in the shower, the oh. audience <laughs> is thriving. I have never seen a better performance than myself in a shower on a on a nice night. Maybe candlelit. It's amazing. I might have one tonight actually. Oh yeah, nobody's perfect. I gotta work it. <laughs> Throwback. Um, next one. Don't take it personally. Sometimes you have breakups with people and it has nothing to do with you. They're just not in that place. Yeah. One of my friends got out of a relationship and it's not you, it's me. Yeah. It's not you, it's me. (laughs) It is me. It was me. me. Yeah. Uh, but one of my friends got out of a relationship and she really, really liked this guy. She really, really wanted to make it work. And he kind of made it seem like he verbally made it seem like it was working. They were going to keep going, but actions speak louder than words. And he was not he was not showing what she needed or what should have happened in a relationship when the person, the people want to be together. Mm-hmm. And, um, eventually it didn't end up working out and she took it personally, but then she kind of realized that it had nothing to do with her. It was just his personal preference. It was also the part, the time in life that he was at, the age he was in, the goals that he had, they just weren't on the same page. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. And it's not your fault. It has nothing to do with you. That's just unfortunately how you're great. The cookie crumbles. You're great. You're beautiful. You yeah. look like a model. <laughs> you look a model no matter what. Forgive yourself. Allow yourself to make mistakes. It's how we learn. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Forgive yourself. If you're living in a bubble and you never make mistakes. Yeah. My God. That's impossible. Break a window. Do I've- something. <laughs> Break a window. You need to learn responsibility. No, Hit your sister. <laughs> push a kid. Yeah. Do something. Just do it. <laughs> Feed a dog some bacon. That's not a bad That's thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I know. I was going to say something else. But yeah. Good for the it. dogs. <laughs> Who are you going to say? No. Next. <laughs> like, know your worth. Surround yourself with people who genuinely love you and lift you up. Yeah. You are who you surround yourself with. True. Period. If you're surrounding yourself with people who are not taking care of themselves, how do you expect to take care of yourself? If that's the example that you're being shown. Very true. Focus on self-growth and don't lose yourself. Get out of the house and keep active. Yeah. All the right things. All the right things. Don't be hard on yourself for doing what's best for you. Your mental health is important. Yes. Yeah. Like really don't feel bad for yourself no. for doing what's important for you you don't have to stretch yourself so thin for other people if that's something that i've learned in 2020 is that well at least in this last year is that you know, i only want to make decisions that benefit me yeah and if someone at the other end is not okay with it well this is my fucking decision it's my life mm-hmm. it's your life at the end of the day yeah don't live your life for someone else no i'm i'm very good at spreading myself thin I'm uh, very good at doing a little bit too much to the point where I'm extremely exhausted and then like I have no more energy for myself. Yeah. And um, I feel like I'm starting to get... I mean, no. I'm do, I did that right now. Like, literally the last couple of weeks. But that's because, like, I a lot of things happened and I just was excited to, like, show all the people I care about. that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can't make time for everyone. No. And the person it's okay to, to say make, no. Yeah, it's okay to say no. And it, I always feel guilty for saying no. Because I feel like all these people who I love and who love me, I feel like I, I, they deserve 
to have me pay attention and for me to put all of my time and effort into them. But really, I'm like, it takes two to tango. If you're not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. There's that. But then there's also, I need to make time for myself. It's okay to feel lost at first. Learn from the pain and protect your peace. Protect your peace. This is what I said when I was in. For freedom. I said my peace was being disturbed. That is the main phrase that really, like, that really hit me. I remember I said it. I said, I don't know what to do anymore. My peace is being disturbed. And I, like, I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to, like, do this and that. And once I said that out loud, I was like, ah, what can I do to keep the peace? It's not working being in it. So I'm going to have to take myself out of the equation. And now my peace is great. I have great peace. It's funny. It's like after I left that, my last relationship, I was like, there was no more drama in my life. Yeah. I was like, interesting. So the drama was all coming from over there. Mm-hmm. I started meditating again after oh, I got out of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not a hummer. <laughs> oh, okay. But <laughs> um, next one. Uh, have empathy. Kindness is key to any conflict. Plus, it's an easy sitch to you lose your dignity. What does that mean? I know. <laughs> an easy sitch. It's an easy What's sitch. sitch? Situation? Oh, an easy, it's easy fix. Uh, no. no. Stitch? We'll have to ask. Plus, it's an easy sitch, stitch to lose your dignity. I don't know. Um, but anyway, kindness. that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> kindness and empathy, 100%. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. you've got to be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. Don't act out of revenge. Gosh, don't be bitter. No. You know? Like, when you know when you come out of something and then... And then you see it couples doing bitch. stuff and you're just like, ew, that's so disgusting. Or you see your friends hanging out or with like their significant others and you're just like, yeah, yeah no, ew, that's so gross. Don't be mad that other people's <laughs> yeah. relationships are going well. Yeah. It's okay. There's no point you know what? That. At the end of the day, they're probably going to break up too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one, to get over, one must get under. To each what? their own. To each their own. <laughs> hey, sometimes put yourself out there. Oh, yeah. Just... I mean, be careful. Don't have make rash self, decisions. Have some self-worth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't get under when you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. Get under the sheets. Get over it before you get under it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, next one. Big, big. Bleach big. your hair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know how many how many times gay guys will bleach their hair or they'll change their hair color? And I'm like, every time they post it on their Instagram, I'm like, someone's going through a rough patch. <laughs> That's girls too. It is. People will like you, you change I, your hair. It, I don't know why people think that sometimes I think people think of new hair, new me. Hey, I did it. It's it's almost like putting on a wig. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I I hadn't dyed my hair since elementary school. And then, no, since, since I was 15. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out of my relationship, literally, it was like I asked, I got highlights. And mm-hmm. so I just remember the foil came out and it was bleach blonde. Oh. And I shit my pants. I was like, what did I do? I didn't want this. I didn't want this drastic change. I am the stereotype. Everyone was going to be like, everyone was like, ooh, must be over it now. She dyed her hair. I was like, fuck. Someone's but, going through a breakup. Yeah, but then I like got the toner in it, dyed it down a little bit, went upstairs and I was feeling myself. I was like, damn, you knew. You were feeling the fantasy? <laughs> yeah, I was feeling the fantasy. Oh my God. Fantasy turned to reality. Ooh, next one. If it was toxic... If it was a toxic or gaslighting relationship on their half, realize you're not the crazy one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I felt like I was crazy all the time. I but I had too. a mental illness. You... <laughs> I actually thought I needed to be committed to That's a psych funny. ward at one point. I thought I was on a permanent acid trip. <laughs> I did. I was like, 
I must be seeing shit because <laughs> he says he didn't cheat on me, but I saw the text message, so I must be seeing things. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, am I am I high? Like all the time. Is this real life? And I kind of was. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I kind of was high all the time. Not on hard <laughs> drugs, people. Like on marijuana. Yeah, <laughs> on the good, on the ganja. On that, yeah, like green yeah. shit. Ooh, next one. This is something that I definitely did. Get some good plants. Take care of, and learn to take care of them and yourself. I became a fucking plant. Dylan lady. like grew a green thumb as soon as this man has so many plants. He names them. I talk to them. You, you know, like your plants are your best friends. He yeah. saw the the window that I had, and he was like, oh, "The potential for plants." Literally, it's funny. It's like not even like a breakup thing. Like having plants, it gives you something to care for. Yeah, something that is your responsibility. That plant's life depends on you. Yeah. Like, if you can't have, if you don't have a bad relationship, bad friends, whatever, get yeah. a plant. If you don't know if you can handle a dog, get a plant first. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> if you can't, get, you can't feed get a plant, plant first. Because <laughs> if you, can't, if you can kill a cactus, you should not get a fucking cactus. <laughs> like, seriously. I feel like I would kill a cactus. My mom kills cactuses. <laughs> she was like, wow, I watered it. I'm like, you're not supposed to. <laughs> once a week, this one. Buy yourself jewelry, smoke cigarettes, flex on everyone, watch all the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and cry. I think the message of that one is basically Do what just, you gotta do. Make do what you gotta do. Make yourself happy. Feel yeah. bougie. Yeah. Feel like you are you again. Yeah. Do everything you need to do in order to get you back to that sane, healthy place where you love yourself again. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the end of the responses. But thanks for I, the responses, you guys. Yeah, I really like those, and I like that everyone's kind of on the same page. Yeah, and you know what? I actually I did put that up because my friend was going through, was kind of going through something, and I think that oh. it's kind of yeah. Like I mean, a lot of the times we make stories, we're just making it to make it, but there that one time it was kind of for a friend or two. So I can, and I saw that you know they were looking at them, and I was kind of happy that all those responses came in because it kind of made them feel like they weren't alone. Mm-hmm. Also made me feel like I'm not alone. I love these responses because there's so many people that have been through so many things, and not like we don't know what everyone's been through. No, we don't. It so it's kind of everyone's nice. dealing with shit. Yeah, nobody knows what everyone's going through. There's a lot of behind the scenes action. And I just think it's really nice to have everything out in the open and be able to communicate and connect and i hope that's what this does what we're doing you know like people are kind of finding this little connection of i'm not alone and i know we like touched on that a little a little while ago like in a couple episodes ago as well i think that's the whole point of this yeah we're trying to find common ground that you know no everyone deals with shit you and i are very i think happy outgoing fun people and most people would not think that we maybe have gone through some deep dark moments yeah sometimes i'll tell people what i went through and they're like what yeah. Are you okay? Like, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm fine now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God, this story was like two years ago. They're like, yeah, but still, are you okay? I'm like, oh gosh, the healing is done. <laughs> You're like, and back this way. Yeah, I fixed the cracks. Oh my God. But yeah. Another one bites the dust. We got through another one. Hopefully everyone listening could relate. You know, relate. Or if not even just relate, maybe a little bit understand more about what it's like. Yeah. And God forbid, I mean, I hope nobody actually has to go through or have experiences like what we had. And if you have a friend going through it, 
Tell them to listen. <laughs> Tell them to listen to this. Yeah. Be there for them. It, yeah. Send them this way. Be like, hey, subliminate. Be like, maybe you should just listen to this episode of this podcast. And I'm yeah. not going to say why, but just press play. Yeah, just press play. Do it. It's a little marketing for us, but also that a too. little help for your friends. I think so. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff I'm saying on here is specifically for some of my friends. Listen. That was a read. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was fun. Another I one. Had a fine, I had fun talking about this. This is quite therapeutic for me. Yeah, this one was more. This one was more mellow. We really like. Yeah, we we brought, we toned it down. This is more of a serious topic. Yeah, this one hit really close to our hearts. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but proud of us no matter what. I am too. I know. I can't wait till next week. Woo woo! Next Monday. Follow us on Instagram at Bitch. I'm not a therapist. Uh, link in the bio for all the platforms you can listen to us on. Uh, my name's Bea. And my name's Dylan. And we're Bitch, Bitch I'm, I'm Not, not a, a therapist. therapist. See you next Monday. Bye.